This is fucking awesome. On Talking Stupid. Because Mishmash sounds negative. <laughs> on, the, on stage. I mean, they're classic. I remember, I was playing uh, the, the podcast of things here on Talking Stupid. Dinah. It's huge. It's huge. All right, welcome to Talking Stupid. I'm William. <laughs> that was some stupid talk, wasn't it? It was like 20 minutes of I'm Jeremy. We just earned the namesake, I think. I'm Zach. And we have a, a special guest today. Welcome, Evan. How's it going? Hey, man. Evan is from one of our very favorite bands. Hooray for our side. They're I think you're biased. A little bit, yeah. It's because you're here. But we absolutely, I absolutely love you guys uh, just to start everything off because oh, I think you guys make some great music and you play a Guardians of the Galaxy song, which yeah, we do. makes me really happy. And you guys do a Scott Pilgrim song, so we're... We're all, it's all part <laughs> of the like, mutual nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nerd ska community kind of really just starts coming together, and it's great. Kinda, it's all I the same kind of redundant to <laughs> yeah. say nerd ska community. Yeah, I guess it's all. I mean, we did Comic Con. It's all, it's all a package deal, I think. It's true. Yeah, you can't, can't spell ska without nerd. You have to know what Star Wars is. It's in Yiddish. It's fine. Star Wars is in Yiddish. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> Yiddish Star Wars. I what what you, that but like. it would just be. So it's like uh, it's yogurt. What's it called? No. From Spaceballs? <laughs> yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We got a whole lot of show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little about Hooray for Our Side. They've got a new show coming up actually with us, which would be really great. Oh, we're going to talk about the season finale of Westworld because we oh, couldn't yeah. do that last week. Yeah, we kind of like just glossed over it a little bit, like get it. Just yeah, did like a real it was wide overview. Let's but. be honest. It was because I hadn't watched it yet. And yeah. You were really adamant about it and Veg hadn't seen it. So I was just like, nope. We'll talk about it, but we're not going <laughs> to talk about it. We'll just vaguely talk about it. First, to start off, let's start off with yeah. uh, our very special guest, Evan. Now, Evan, talk to us a little bit about Hooray for Our Side. Where to begin? Uh, the the beginning. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for those of you that haven't heard this story before, um, well, actually, I was in a I was in a band before Hooray for Our Side. What? Do you mind if I have some? Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, for the audio listeners, because... There's totally a video feed right now. <laughs> uh, little did you know. You, dude, the Gold Time members. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by uh, HoorayMusic.com. Go to HoorayMusic.com. Get, uh, uh, get our CD for 0% off by using promo code uh, All right. Jeremy's Face. Yeah. <laughs> you get 0% off. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but seriously, you can go there. And we have music up there. We're f- it's like, you can type yeah. in codes. I don't know I'm, if I'm it'll do going, anything. I'm just going to whore the crap out of my people. Right do now. it, man. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what do you think this is for? <laughs> you painted up whores. <laughs> I don't even know where I am right now, so yeah, even your better. guess is as good as mine. Even, but that's what the cameras are for. <laughs> You're in a weird, like haphazardly put together room next to the railroad. So I like so it. Think it's, about so, that. So that's right, audience. <laughs> if you ever wonder why there's a train in the background, it's because there's an actual train in the background. Yeah. <laughs> there really is a train, like not what. 30 yards away. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I think every band in Orange County at some point in their career has to have a lockout next to a railroad track yeah, that I interrupts. Think, I think that's the only place that lockouts exist next to trail. <laughs> next, here it like, comes. Yep. You hear that? It's a train. How perfect is that? That's that so is awesome. There's no soundboard in here generating that noise. We... That's live. That is a legitimate train, folks. That is fantastic. That's how classy this Let's place is. Let's give it up for the folks <laughs> at uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe. All right. right. Woo! I'll job, give a folks. golf clap for that. <laughs> Making a guest appearance. Um, <laughs> um, so I was in a band before Hooray for Our Side. Uh, should I say the name? Sure. No. It's up to you, man. I don't want people. Uh, yeah, go Google it. It's called Time to Renew. We were bad. Um, <laughs> but we played with Stupid Flanders, so we were in good company. Yeah. Because Stupid Flanders was bad then, too. Yeah. 
Um, Some would say still is. I was going to say was. <laughs> but, uh, and so that's where I, most of you guys weren't even around. Nope. Yeah. You were still uh, in your mommy's tummies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I met, I think I met you at, right after you left. Probably. <clears throat> yeah. Because uh, I think Veg and Joey were still handling, was it Joey and Veg? I can't even remember. Doing yeah, they what? were in the band. I was sober back then. It's hard to remember things. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to drink. Yeah, I was 19. <laughs> it was a time before. <laughs> the land before drink. Um, so Wait, It was a time. We, we were a little... A time to We were a little uh, <laughs> ska band. We rehearsed in a garage within earshot of Knott's Berry Farm. And uh, much like trains here, you could hear Supreme scream. Um, <laughs> nice. We wrote like <laughs> three or four really terrible songs. And... Uh, play them constantly, and then just covered other ska bands because that's what you do when you're 19 and in a ska band. <laughs> uh, you play what you know. Yeah. That means ska is basically other people doing other people's songs. Yeah, well, look at the specials. Like, yeah. They're legends, but half of their hit songs were all written by other people. Very true. Ah, that's a bad thing. Yeah. They did UB40 is still living off of uh, Red Red Wine. <laughs> yeah. UB40. <laughs> Um, and I highly doubt they're listening to this podcast, so fuck it. <laughs> hey, shout out to UB40. <laughs> Congrats on making a career out of covering other people's songs. Making Neil Diamond and Elvis <laughs> reggae. White, they were the original white boy reggae. It's true. Yeah. Nah, they were multicultural, but they're, 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 yeah. they're very, very British. They didn't have the, the, the douchebag sheen to them, though. But uh, I don't know. Do... do uh, do Sublime fans, uh, is there a crossover with UB40? I don't know. I'm not disparaging either of no. the bands, but is there a crossover? There might be. I mean, yeah. you know. Do we want to get into this right now? <laughs> it, it bleeds, you know? Like, you know, like when you're doing YouTube and just randomly playing through music, like UB40 oh, yeah. comes on, it's probably some yeah. next. You just go to a reggae playlist and it's just the yeah, most Yeah, it's just going to get lumped into it, so sure. fuck it, why not? Um, and so uh, <coughs> dr- drama prevailed in that band for God knows why. <laughs> um, and eventually that band split in half and... The half I was in, uh, we decided, well, let's keep playing shows. We're still friends. Uh, and to this day, most of us are still friends. Uh, that's cool. It's a little yeah. sketchy. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you got the word most in there, so yeah, <laughs> it yeah. can't be all bad. Um, and so, At least started- it's mostly good. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. So uh, we started a new group called Hooray for Our Side. And Hooray! contrary to popular belief at the time, it was not that name was not a shot at the other people in that <laughs> other band. Um, but but it, though it is a reference to a Tron Tron movie, right? It is to the Tron movie. The Tron the movie. Tron I was going to say a to Bob a Dylan Tron song movie? because yeah. technically that's all. It's also in a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, I well, I think I think Hooray for Our Side, the band uh, formed like two weeks before Tron Legacy came out. Oh, so, nice. If, so, if you want to date movie, that, by the way, you can so, yeah, IMDb spo- that. Spoiler alert in, in the original Tron, uh, Jeff Bridges' character uh, overcomes the villain and uh, alongside Bruce Boxleitner, and uh, he's passed out, and he wakes up in Tron's arms, and he's Are like, you all did, right? did we make it? Did we win? And Tron's like, we made it. And he's like, hooray for side. And so that's where that comes from. <laughs> so, um, I could still picture that scene in my head. Mm-hmm. And so with the MCP, (laughs) I am the Almighty Program, which is just such a weird end of line. End of line. (laughs) That's the least menacing thing a villain could say. (laughs) I am done with speaking. End of line. 
Uh, <laughs> but then you had communication no. over. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Knights of the Old Republic? I do. HK forty seven. How he would always precede every line with like the emotion, yes, that was meant to be conveyed or the type mm-hmm. uh, query. <laughs> they also did that in Mass Effect. Why are you here, Meatbag? <laughs> God, that's such a good game. So, where are we at? Twenty ten. We got a long way to go. Um, <laughs> so over time, yeah, the lineup changes and people, yeah, bicker and. Bullshit about things don't work out. Yeah. yeah, people move on. People, you know, and so will, will be people. But uh, for for like the first three years, we didn't the actually great even wheel have turns. A, we didn't even have a, a horn section. Uh, oh yeah. For the longest time, we we were just reserved to the fact that horn players are ridiculously hard to find. It's true. Um, yeah. It's it's. I guess only, we're lucky to have Will. Will yeah, is. Barely. I mean, people like Will are one in a million. It's true. One in Nobody. a billion. Uh, <laughs> well, let's 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 put one this in way. a million. <laughs> <laughs> they both work. So yeah, uh, three years later, we finally, through the magic of Craigslist and mutual friends, built a horn section, and now I, I would say we're the steadiest lineup. Most people yeah. in the band have been here for for a, a yeah. I was gonna say like for you're, more you're, than a year. Yeah. And, like uh, your guys' current lineup, that's the longest I've seen without any like personnel changes. Right, we're st- we're still the same band that's on the album cover from yeah. last year. So, um, <laughs> Stupid so Flanders good. can't even. No, we can't that. say that. Well, first of all, there isn't any of us on the cover this time. So. No, <laughs> we kept it simple. So yeah. I mean, that being said, you may see us play with with different people just because our guys are in so many other bands that yeah. occasionally we sub people but out. But I mean, that happens all the time. With ska bands, yeah. ska like, bands, yeah. And it, it's a bummer it's like when you make... like we just trade off people from time to time, whoever needs... Yeah. Well, it's always a bummer when you make friends with bands that are on tour and stuff. Yeah. And you're like looking forward to like hanging out with your buds and it's like, oh... Yeah, he's back in Massachusetts. He's got to teach a class. <laughs> like, wow, we that's... got this guy. Or it's like, all right. I, I, guess, I you. guess you're cool. It's like a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you, Big D in the Cave's Table. Why don't you come back? Aww. Come back to California. We miss you. Going, we'll, going. We'll, we'll back, buy tickets. Back to Cali, Cali. Yeah. Uh, all right. Come back. Well, that's cool. That's cool, <laughs> man. Um, and uh, I will say uh, one of the most unique things I would say about Hooray for Our Side is as compared to other ska bands, which likes to stick with saxophones and trumpets and trombones, you guys actually have a tuba player. Yeah. Which is very different. Yeah. So we're definitely on the uh, lower end of the, the, the register as far as horns go. We have... Two so trombone players and a sousaphone. You guys can actually reach that brown note. Possibly. <laughs> I, I've seen some faces to like really just go. It's like, all right, hit that low note. And like, yeah. like, and everybody shit their pants. <laughs> and that's how you know you did good. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, like it's when you go to the gym and you get those that's cramps. That's what you guys should do. You, should, you guys should uh, sell like... I don't know, sweatpants with your guys' logo on it. I shit myself at a Hooray for Our Side show, and all I got was this crappy T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crappy T-shirt. Nice. <laughs> there you go. So uh, let's talk about some of your music. What would you say is your favorite song from Hooray for Our Side? Because I know I have my favorite song. Um, I'm sure you guys have a song you like. Yeah. They're like crap. They're looking at the. I know they're like, oh listing. shit! What's what's on the new okay, album? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna admit I don't know the names of the songs, but when I hear it, I'm like, I know that. I, I kind of want to hear Jeremy sing them, but uh, Ooh. honestly, happen. honestly, to come up with that, uh, I don't know. I don't like to pun not intended, but I don't like to toot my own horn. Uh, <laughs> but um, if I had to pick one that's my favorite to play. Goodness, 
Well, I can tell you I, right I, now, I, it's I your finale song always gets me going. Like if I'm in a bad mood or whatever's going on, like um, I still listen to your old EP, which I have. I don't have your new album yet. I'm sorry. No, that's I apologize. Okay. But I have your uh, old we'll EP, you and it's on Spotify. I don't know what the last song is, but I listen to it, and it's great. It's the the one you guys always finale with. Which Out of is, time. Yeah, yeah. That song. I absolutely love that song. Thank like, you. That will put me in a good mood no matter what situation it's and in. And that was actually one of the earliest songs we wrote for the band. Really? Uh, I, I think I might have started writing that while I was still in the first band. Ah. Uh. So that was like the first like song that I wrote. That and Plastic Knives, which is uh, also on the EP. That's yeah. the yeah. opening track, which is a lot of fun. Um, See, my favorite song from you guys is, uh, I don't know if it's called this, but uh, the one, uh, Valerie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Which is... <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to spoil that for anybody, but that's actually a cover. But you guys do an amazing job of that cover. Yeah. Thank you. As far as covers go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I do like doing that one. Uh, and I like doing Come and Get Your Love. Um, yeah. As far as like my, my favorite original that we do, um, <clears throat> it was out of time, but Little Windows is a lot of fun. That's where we get everybody going like, bop, bop, bop. We get everybody yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another one of my favorites. Um, and that one has... Almost overtaken out of time as a crowd favorite, I think, because everybody gets going for that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it just it just has that "come on, sing along" kind yeah. of vibe to it, you know. Uh, and then off the EP, there's a song I still really like that we don't play often anymore. But when we get a chance to play it, I always get excited. It's called it's it's two songs. It's called "Wasted Slash Back to Life." And I do two. I do like that song too. Yeah, so it, it's it's kind of like a, a bit of a medley. And that one's kind of cool because it's got a really nice like that second outfit has got a really nice catchy upbeat. So yeah. it's very upbeat and it like gets you dancing. Like all your stuff just always gets me in a good mood. And you guys actually have a new song out right now, or you guys just finished writing we, a we new did song? Just do, oh god, are you going to read that? I was going to read. I, no, I was just I wanted to, to get a little more information on it because what is it called? Uh, I think the name right now is just broke down. Basically, the, the opening line is just broke down, broken alone again, and basically it goes. We're still trying to feel it out because we've only played it live twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's almost got kind of like a cabaret kind of feel to it. Almost kind of uh, like yeah, a yeah. swing thing to it. Um, a, a little bit. It's got that influence. It's like it's, it's like a little, definitely not one of your faster songs. No. Yeah. Um, it's a little more theatrical than it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's more, hey... Uh, but people were dancing to it the other night, which was cool. Yeah, and we, we were like, "Hey, everybody, if if you like to give us a thumbs up," and the crowd it out of the park, which was like, "Yeah," and we're just like, "Cool, we'll keep playing." And then this Should is on like, you, <laughs> right? They gave you Henry the Winkler was in the back. <laughs> Coach Klein, he was hitting oh. jukeboxes and jumping sharks <laughs> with motorcycles. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, that one's fun. It's almost like a, I guess if I had to describe it, it's like a a, a, a hybrid of like. Cabaret, Oingo Boingo, Mad Caddies, Sky. It's it's it's. <laughs> well, you got to hit that low note on the on that A though. Sky, 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 And uh, yeah, I, I mean, in, until it's out there for you to hear, that, that's probably all you'll be able to, to to know about it until you until you come see us live. Yeah, Which you, you can come out. You can come see us live. Yeah, uh, I know you you mentioned it on last week's podcast, but uh, we we're did. we're all here together to uh, to promote uh, Scott. <laughs> What'd you call it last week? Ska Crossing Day. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, because when I look at it, it it's, it's ska and then X ing. Yeah, it's uh, and the only time I've ever seen X ing in the world means crossing. crossing. <laughs> it, it, it's the ska pun to end all ska puns. God willing, ska uh, day, <laughs> Skoxing day. 
Jesus uh, Christ. It, <laughs> we're through the looking glass, people. Um, <laughs> what what alternate hell are we living in where Donald Trump's president and we have Scoxing Day? Donald Trump! <laughs> We've taken the red pill, gentlemen! <laughs> um, so that's going to be December 26th at the Observatory in Santa Ana. That's quite a lineup yeah, yeah no, I, I we're feel, stoked about this show i feel like what is there I, like I look at i look at us and i'm like how did we all get here ska yeah Scoxing. Uh, so Scoxing. You, you got some some real legendary acts uh on this show yeah uh you got what the agrolytes you got agrolytes love the agrolytes fishbone fishbone amazing band uh, we got starpool absolutely oh. and we have the two of us uh stupid flanders and hooray for our side just two let's we can make, make it if we try. Just we don't want to pay licensing fees. <laughs> oh, yeah. No more than 10 seconds, guys. Keep it down. <laughs> that was you five seconds. <laughs> we could have gone double that. Uh, and then we have uh, Karate in the Garage, good friends of ours. They're still neighbors here, right? Yeah, yeah. They're still here somewhere. They hang out. Yep. And then it's Cubicle, the B-Sharps. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think that's it. It's yeah, nine bands, that right? Sounds, sounds right. Isn't there one more? Or am I just crazy? I know we're missing somebody. I don't want. I don't want to miss anybody. I don't want anyone to feel. Starfall, the Agrolites, Fishbone, the first Karate, Stupid Flame. Right? Oh, Skepesh Mode. Yeah, Skepesh Mode. That's right. The band okay, we all love beyond a shadow of a doubt. They're amazing. I say <laughs> your own personal <laughs> cheeses. Wait, Sorry. is that what Kevin's actually singing? I think so. Yeah, that's I would, I would and it. Swiss. That's what they always. That's what they always start with. Like that's our. This is our favorite kind of pizza. I got something to say. I got something to say. Oh man, they're fucking fun. Yeah, if you haven't heard of Skepesh Mode, they are a Depeche Mode ska cover band. But they've they've since expanded to uh, what, Berlin. Not not the city, the band. <laughs> <laughs> They're really big in Berlin. They've been moved out to Berlin. Actually, well, they've, they've been to Japan twice now, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. So take us with you. Please. We need um, all but, expenses uh, paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's going to be a fun show. Dude, I'm, I so, I'm so excited I for I don't show. know how I'm going to get home. <laughs> yeah, because whenever we play um, Observatory, those people take care of us, man. Yeah. Oh man, they're so awesome there. Yeah. By the I way, mean, it's it just to before we go on, it's at the Observatory. Uh, tickets are on sale online. I believe they're fifteen dollars, yeah. and you can buy them through the uh, website. I don't think you can buy them through any of the bands. I don't think any bands have them. No. In, in fact, we've gotten a couple of inquiries. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have pre-sale for this, so don't worry. Don't worry about who you get them from. Uh, just as long you as you get come, them. we want you to be there. That's yeah. the big thing. You can get it for the box office. We just want to satisfy you, baby. And I know for a fact, and this isn't this isn't even a paid thing, but there's a bar I love going to right by my. Well, I don't want to say by my house because people are going to know. He lives live. nearby. Uh, it makes me an alcoholic. <laughs> but uh, you guys know Johnny Saloon in Huntington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know Johnny place. Saloon. They they have tickets to it as well. Oh, do and they? I, I think they they're selling them oh, for six. At, so at cost. If you guys are ever gonna go out and drink at you Johnny's, you might run into one of us there. Yeah, might run into one of us. If not, just ask the bartenders for tickets to uh, the show. Yeah, and so. they'll hook you up because they're uh, it's an awesome bar there. Yeah, I love it. It's like a punk rock, country, and then pop. It. It's just and like then they play dirty everything. Donald Duck. Oh yeah, yeah dirty Donald. <laughs> howdy, howdy, so duty time. Yeah. So basically, oh, howdy, duty time is crazy. It's Hunting, Huntington Beach in a nutshell. Basically, if you ever <laughs> want to understand what Huntington Beach is really about, it's hun- go to Johnny Saloon. And, and and minus just the racism. <laughs> minus <laughs> the racism and minus the bros. Yeah. Mm. So, so 
everything good about Huntington. In fact, I, don't yeah, think, exactly. I, I think there's actually the pure, a sign. The pure center of Huntington Beach. Yes, yes. There's a, I think there's a sign. I don't know if it's still in there, but it, it said if you're wearing affliction, you're not allowed in. Awesome. <laughs> Which is funny because right next Sorry, door. Sorry, which is funny because right next door is like an MMA shop, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you can like purchase and they, all they sorts of like... they actually got one of their bartenders from there and he's actually a super nice dude. Oh, that's Does awesome. he wear affliction or is he not allowed to? No, I, I mean, I, he I got th- a discount, <laughs> duh. But uh, but no, like they do a lot of cool stuff. Like yeah, they help yeah. a lot of the homeless in the area and stuff. Like yeah. Huntington Beach has a lot of homeless population and they're always trying to help in any way they can. So that's a cool spot. That's good. That's, yeah. a, that's an unpaid... Uh, yeah. Little, shout out to you guys. Shout at, out uh, for Johnny's. Johnny's Johnny Saloon. And uh, I just want to, because you talked about it earlier, if, say, for example, somebody wants to hear all these songs that we talked about tonight, where can they go? Um, I mean, if you really want to help us out and, like, like really support the music, you can, you can actually buy a copy at uh, hoorayMusic.com. We do have CDs if you still got a CD player. If not, we have digital downloads available from there as well. <laughs> for any cavemen out there who still rock CD players. Hey man, <laughs> I don't, it happens. I, the only one I have is in my car, but the one day when my iPhone dies, yeah. I'm gonna be very grateful that I have that CD player. You'd be like, oh, when the world ends and I find a fucking gas generator. I, I, I got a codename Rocky CD in my in my radio for like the past yeah four months, and actually I had to drive. Uh, I drove Bill home from Codename Rocky. And like, nice. Oh yeah. Like, well, here you go. Have this. You want to listen to stuff you just played? Great. Here you go. <laughs> but um, you can find uh, you can find that at hoorayMusic.com, which is h o o r a y music.com. Uh, you can also find our music streaming at iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Group Music, uh, Napster. I'm sure. Uh, probably. probably LimeWire, maybe. LimeWire. Frostwire, bitch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I only Kazaa, got my stuff from LimeWire. Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, like, honestly, guys, do check them out. They're, uh, I will say this from the bottom of my heart. Hurry for Our Side is one of my favorite bands in the scene. I really love you guys. And Thank it you. always makes me so excited when I see you guys on a on a, a bill or a venue that we're going to be playing together. Or a William. Uh, 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 a William or a billion? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank you. I yeah, no, absolutely. That. From like I, you guys are always my. I will. I will stop what I'm doing and go come out and see you guys. It's it's just so much fun to play with you guys and just hang out with you guys. You're a lot of fun. Except so. this past weekend when we actually played a show with Stupid Flanders and Will was not. There. And I was not there. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm technically not in the band right now, so yeah, it doesn't work that way. Very true. He said right now though. That means he might come back. Ooh, yeah. spoilers. spoilers. Ooh, not there yet. <laughs> well, Ooh, this will, is one of those. Will things, like, 2.0 those is on its way, it's so really maybe we got a replacement. Ooh, what for? For stupid Flanders? Yeah, Jesus oh. Christ! You're, you're, uh, right? Jesus you, Christ! You got a little one coming? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I forgot about that. Yeah, for everybody who doesn't know on the podcast, uh, uh, I am actually going to be a big old daddy. Will does your girlfriend know? <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, she she does. Yes, uh, she's <laughs> she is uh, twenty four weeks pregnant. So that's uh, it's really exciting. So we uh, we've called him the little. Uh, he'll be my little trombone replacement. When there's a will, there's a. <laughs> did that hurt you on the inside when you said it a little bit and anybody who knows me is i have a penchant for puns but that goes out to you that's my baby shower gift to you thank you sir because as men we don't have a formal baby shower no. setting you know what we, we fucking should we should we go get drunk and hand <laughs> each other gifts and say, stuff. all it is is us getting drunk Hey, you're having a kid ah, ah! Here you go. i mean we all know that's exactly what's happening at the uh, the baby showers right I don't, I don't know if anyone's actually getting drunk. Not at female baby showers. I mean, the, the, the mother's not getting drunk. No, I would hope not. I would, yeah. But uh, there, there should not. be a way. We're, 
Well, I would say we're a progressive society, but <laughs> look what happened. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> can't win them all, apparently. <laughs> Come to California. We're still cool. Yeah, we're the we're, we're the cool side of the we're the cool uncle who still wants to give you knives and stuff. Yeah. Weed is legal, and we have In and Out Burger. Yes, <laughs> we're that cool uncle that's like, hey, you want to smoke some pot? <laughs> Don't tell your mom or your aunt. That's still three extra packets of spread from In and Out. <laughs> you get high enough, you can just eat those. It's delicious. You know, there's a secret menu, right? <laughs> Fuck, you don't even need to be high to enjoy uh, spread, I, I would assume. Oh, man. I, no. just, well, I, I go to In-N-Out, like, I just, can I have the extra spread? Like, no shame. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I know I said that, like, there's shame in my voice, but it's like, just give me the but extra like, spread. Yeah, I just that, need that spread. At that point, I think the, all the In-N-Out workers are used to it. On it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would mix it up like fortune cookies at In-N-Out. Like, they give you a different Bible verse for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Collect them all. What's your favorite Bible verse? I got a John 3.16. What I did you get? I got Acts 4.15. I got Psalms 21. <laughs> I got a Revelations. That's <laughs> how so you know you got like a stale, a stale uh, plate of fries. It's like they purposely make it rotten. <laughs> yeah. The end of the world, or will be in an hour when you uh, digest it. It's like, oh, oh I should have known there was a picture of pestilence on it. <laughs> you know, good for them. They're they're much cooler about it than Chick Fil A is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although Chick Fil A sandwiches, man, I've had it once. Really, I like them. I oh, went to Chick- I love me some Chick Fil A. I went to Chick Fil A once, and this was after me and my buddy Frank. We went to. Uh, see the now classic Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah. Classic movie. That's oh. that's one of those ones that I just watch on a rainy day. It's yeah. great. At, at the movie Space theater that between I... Between spaces. At the movie theater <laughs> oh, that I would goodness. wind up working at. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> not much later than that. Uh, but they uh, Chick-fil-A had come to town and they opened up a restaurant. And we were like, okay, let's see what the hype's about. We're fat kids. We'll, we'll see what they got. And uh, <laughs> it was decent enough, but they, they were... Overly nice to the point where it was creepy. Ooh. Um, there is like a weird clean sterileness. Yeah, it's to the to the restaurants. Everything's just too just too nice, you know. Like, it's almost like a movie set. Like yeah. they're, like they're all serial murderers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like when you really walk into somebody's well, house, you know, it's yeah. like it's just too clean. Yeah, and it's like they're trying to cover up something. You know, yeah. that's Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A's got a sex dungeon underneath they're it. They're the bad guy from the Disturbia. <laughs> Well, we <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the food was decent enough. Like it, there was, it no, was. A, I mean, it I love the food. Like it tastes delicious and, uh, and everything. And like they're like wet, wide ranges of sauces and shit. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, but this was nine, seven years people. ago, so I hardly remember. But um, it's they, like green. Oh my! <laughs> as we're leaving, because yeah. we, we we ate in, uh, the one of the guys from behind the counter sees us walking out, jumps from behind the counter to get the door for us. Oh, he's like, oh, here you go, gentlemen, and my friend. Nah, I will remind you, uh, Chick-fil-A is a very conservative Christian establishment. Right. And my friend just goes, God damn, treat it like kings. <laughs> <laughs> and we walked out, and we went inside Indiana Jones. <laughs> Did and you go inside Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah. We That's entered how that Indiana started. Jones so softly. <laughs> and it's funny because he's a f- he, he became a film student at Chapman, and he he, he uh. very smart dude. And uh, I remember we both left that movie, and we were like, it was a good movie. And then in retrospect, it's like, what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> I was going to say. It was all the Chick-fil-A was going to your head. It just got you in a... Yeah. It must be. Before Maybe that's why I never went back. They that Jesus juice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, Will is gonna have a baby. I am very excited that, to wrap that all back yeah. up. I am uh, to bring I'm it all back around. Have a baby, so that's really exciting. We're we're very excited for that little one. <laughs> I have to apologize because whenever I do a podcast, I always pull things immediately off the rails. That's a, no, that's 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 our podcast. So in a nutshell. yeah, I was gonna say apparently you haven't listened to any of our episodes. I listened to a couple, but when you did the uh, the zombie apocalypse one, you oh, guys yeah. you guys stayed on subject. We stayed on, well. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think that we, was we tend to have our a, moments. It was a compelling subject for all of you. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we really, I really enjoyed doing that podcast. That was one of my favorites we've done so far. Yeah, because uh, it reminds you, you, you listen to Kyle Kinane, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got. I don't know if you've heard the bit. He has an EP that he put out a couple years ago. It's called um, uh, "Sold Out Suck It." <laughs> and he talks about going to a shooting gallery. And he's like, he's talking about oh, the guys. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, I don't want to ever have to use them. God, let me use. Them. <laughs> I feel like I just had guns around the house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like listening to the zombie apocalypse one. I'm like, I'm like, Jeremy's just whistling for a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> God, let me use them. <laughs> But he's I own, prepared, man. I own a few guns. I don't hide them around the house or anything. <laughs> it's all behind the couch. Hide them behind the Xbox. Hide them behind the Xbox like a box of condoms. <laughs> yeah, I never know when I'm going to have to use it. I, don't, I hope I don't have, have to. But. <laughs> Though I will say one of the biggest flaws, we might have to do this again next year. I really like this idea of doing it again. But uh, we didn't really account into like zombies zombies never really were an issue in the podcast i went back and listened to them like we we talk about zombies a little bit but like you staying in the house might have been really detrimental like what if a horde of zombies came and tried to break down your house well see that's the thing is like you're supposed to keep quiet and not make your presence known yeah that was my whole thing about staying in the house you're like the anti-carl i think (laughs) Carl. I think Where's the my son, Coral? Stay in the goddamn house. <laughs> I think the reason why we didn't really talk about zombies because we're kind of like, when The Walking Dead first came out, we were like, oh man, like zombies, like first two seasons were like, oh man, the zombies are like so bad. And then it became a problem of people. Not yeah. so zombies anymore. So now we're just so numb to yeah. zombies now. Oh yeah. That like, it's You're just like, like now we're I mean, that's, I mean, that's the point of yeah, it. That's, that's how I've always seen the uh, zombie genre. It's and like, the zombies are just the catalysts in the world and then the real drama is what how people treat each other in a situation it's, it's like a, that it's allegory yeah yes. like in the comics and then later on in the show there's a scene where it's not really a spoiler but Rick basically goes we are the walking dead basically it's the yeah people. plot yeah. twist what whoa whoa and all the zombies are like Jesus or something yeah <laughs> sure Jesus. Happy Easter. Did you watch the, yeah. the mid-season finale? No, I, I, I fell off after uh, Glenn Fake died last season. Yeah, that like, was a real point of contention. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this show. Like, just stick with it. And then, yeah, I, I never got back in. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I know it's I know it's a good show, but now I'm so far behind that it's daunting. Yeah, you know, that's... Up, like 10 episodes of Westworld in three weeks, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, speaking, speaking of, of yeah. I was trying to as much as I can, as much as I can drag everything off the rails, I can I can keep I can lead the conversation back to the. I, I appreciate you for that, sir. Uh, this we didn't we, we were going to talk about it last week, but I had watched it and Vedich hasn't watched it. But now we are in a room full of people who have watched uh, the all ten episodes of Westworld. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I know we said the last two podcasts, but is a fantastic show. And if you haven't started watching it, it's on HBO. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, from here on out is spoilers. So that's your spoilers cue. You've been warned. Um, Wait, I didn't mean to call you guys bitches. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We love, we love you. We love you, bitches. A lot of people (laughs) get shot. A lot uh, of people in that get last shot. couple minutes. 
Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, can we talk about episode nine, though? When um, Anthony Hopkins and Bernard, I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know Anthony Hopkins' character's name. Robert I, Ford. Robert, Robert Ford, Ford. Yeah. And Bernard were doing that whole. Bernard wanted to like get back into his memories and mm-hmm. that whole incident. Holy crap! I didn't think that was going to go that way, but that was really intense. Yeah. And sorry, what part? Where they were in the like the freezer with all the bodies. Oh yeah, and they yeah. were Bernard wanted to go back into his memories. Yeah, yeah. And he, he held won- Robert at gunpoint with uh, Clementine. That's right. That's right. Oh man, and and then he just like oh, he yeah. just shot himself. Like like Ford like set him up to like shoot himself. Like you know, I mean that makes sense though. After being working for a park for thirty five years, you'd have all these back doors and all these like safety protocols for yourself. That makes perfect sense. But, sure, but that was heart wrenching. Like. But, oh man, but then I you really realize like Bernard. But then you realize it's like okay, like it makes sense that skipping ahead to episode ten that they they revive him because, as we've seen, the hosts can be revived and repaired after they've yeah, yeah. quote unquote died. They're basically, and, just then, robots, and then so. as it turns out, it was all part of God's plan, anyways. God being Robert Ford in the show, yeah. Right. Um, it's uh, but that moment, it's just like because he shoots himself in the head. Do we like? Are we, we assuming we that's like the end yeah. all for fucking hosts? <laughs> and, and it's like, but then it's like, no, you, you see it before, and, and yeah, after. yeah. Um, it's like you can always repair a machine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we find out the next episode that it doesn't work on people. Yeah. It, no, it, yeah, does no, it not doesn't work, work on people. We find that out. I think the last episode as well, right? If I'm not mistaken, was it the second last episode that we find out that when Robert, when we find out that our um, Bernard is. Uh, uh, I think that, that was episode, was seven. episode yes. seven. Because that's how HBO likes to do it. They like to bring the big cliff, like big reveals at episode seven, and then they deal with the backlash for the last three episodes. So, no, like, no first yeah. season of Game of Thrones, episode seven is when we uh, is when Ned gets killed, and then it kind of works its way down from there. That's that's how they like to do spoilers, their spoilers. Game of Thrones. That was six years ago. <laughs> we said spoilers. Stop it. Yeah, we're already past the uh, spoiler warning. No, point, what I meant so. was like the, the. So we already knew that Arnold was Bernard, but I'm talking about how like how he actually. Died like we knew oh, that Dolores yeah, that, killed that, him, but we, we didn't actually see what happened specifically. You know, like we don't know if he just got shot and then he just bled out or something like that. No, he got shot in the fucking back of the head in yeah. a chair. You know, we find out she's Wyatt and all that shit. And oh, that was a good twist too. That was a really good twist. Ooh, but is she really? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. Was. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was determined. There was like all those theories that were circling <clears throat> yeah. around too that all came to fruition like towards the end. Right oh there. yeah, can the, we talk about the, uh, the the multiple timelines? Yeah, the big twist is I, how they. I had a feeling about that too. I was like, uh, but that's anyway. that is when that happened. So basically, what happens if um, if you're listening? I hope you've seen the show. Basically, the man in black reveals that he is William and William. That basically. <laughs> William He's basically reveals that the entire time you've been watching this show, you've been watching it completely out of order. Yeah. When yeah. you see so what Liam you... McPoyle from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> and uh, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Dolores, um, what you're seeing is actually 30 some odd years ago. Yeah. What's crazy is that you find out that there's basically three different timelines that they're showing. Right. There's 35 years ago before the park opened. Mm-hmm. There's 30 years ago when William shows up in the park. Yeah. And then there's a the present time. With the man in black which is who like, is also William. Which yes. is like 40 years from real life present day. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah, like I found the out, future I, future. I found it like a, 
I was doing super. Well, uh, apparently, present time in their world, but apparently it's like 2022 is when the park opens. Oh, okay. So, so 30 so years. So that's from about then. when you're seeing William and Dolores for the first time. Like, yeah. On their adventures and whatnot. Okay, and then, and then at the end of uh, season nine, where William like episode nine, episode nine. Sorry, you're right. Uh, at the end of the episode, talk, talk about nonlinear like, timelines. So You're watching a year in season nine now. I'm, wow. I'm jumping way ahead. <laughs> what do you words. know? I know. Um, when he wakes up, it's and 2026 already. <laughs> <laughs> the future is nigh. Uh, when he wakes up and he is like slaughtered, all of the all of the hosts. Yeah. Oh man, that was intense. Like that was a big turning point for the character. And at that point, I really should you know, like you kind of. That's what they're start foreshadowing into. Like, oh, he's not yeah. really the man you think he is. You talking about when he uh, when he took out the entire camp of uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Confederates? Confederates? Yeah, and he's just got Logan there. Yeah, to yeah. wake up and see it all. Yeah, that was funny, dude. Logan wakes up like, what the fuck yeah. just happened? And everybody's all everybody's all arms. It was always it was weird because only one limb he ripped off from every person. About, yeah. Oddly specific. You know what's funny? It was like when only I was a watching. a serial killer would notice that detail, Will. <laughs> Wait, your name's William. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like hey. black clothing? <laughs> Have you guys heard of my new clothing company? right now? <laughs> oh, no. Black shirt, black shorts, black shoes, black hair, black beard. Oh. oh. Cadillac, yeah. The boys are time bomb. Scott. <laughs> 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 oh, man. And uh, then. Cause I feel I, bad. I feel real bad. <laughs> uh, I, I hurt you real bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Sandy, you hurt me real bad. You know it's true. You know it's true. Peace and love to Maximum Max. <laughs> um, and I I was also thrown off by the whole um, when Dolores and um, John Mar- James Marsden's character. Teddy. Teddy. Uh, they, they get to like the beach and she's like, I finally saw the beach. And he's like, <laughs> I love you. I love you, Dolores. And then it all stops. And then the and light then comes down. Out, yeah, it turns out like, it's the new narrative that uh, Robert see, that Ford was, was introducing. Oh, that, was, that, was, that, was, that, was that was a cool twist. That wasn't was crazy. That shit either. That was like, what? So it was all planned. Dude, Robert Ford is like, it's a trip, man. Yeah. Like, guy, like he's the, guy, the most that devious guy, might, guy I've exactly, seen on TV yeah, in a while. That guy might literally be the smartest person on the planet in that world. Well, like we should well, have known he's anyway. played by Anthony Hopkins. You know he was up to some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's good like, old yeah, Hannibal. <laughs> he's just like man. I mean, yeah. You were you said it best earlier. Like thirty five years is a long time for somebody. Or somebody said you know to have all those back doors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's just nuts, dude. Like that guy was just crazy. But so then in episode ten, he kind of he opens up. He opens up to Bernard when they're in the in the church. Yeah. And he basically says you you need you just have to wait a little bit longer. And he reveals basically this entire time he's been doing what he's been doing to further the hosts up to the point where they can achieve uh, consciousness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but he was willing to kill to do so. So you, his character, the first couple of episodes, you don't really know what he is. The next couple of episodes is like, Oh shit, he's fucking evil. And then by the end, you're like, this guy is super conflicting. Like, yeah, is yeah. he really a good guy? Like, because he's he's really advancing what the AI yeah should be a, to become sentient. See, they, they he's do like that. a chaotic neutral, I think, but yeah. with some very I don't want to say I wouldn't say sociopathic tendencies because he doesn't care about himself. He cares about, I mean, in a way he does, but yeah, he, 
his end but, game I mean, is to kind of further but I mean, really, the hosts. But I mean, really, it's almost like he's trying to, you know, further them along for his benefit. Like, hey, look what I did. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, it looks like that at the beginning. Going, yeah, exactly. I couldn't tell at the end if, if he genuinely was doing what he yeah. was doing to help them. And then at the end, he sacrifices See, himself. Westworld loves doing that because uh, the same thing happened with the, uh, with the William character. Where, like, when you first meet William, he's just a regular, like, meek dude who's, like, it's his first time in Westworld. Yeah. And then, like, throughout his progress in Westworld, like, he becomes, like, this crazy, like, killer dude. And then you come to find out he's the man in black. And the man in black, when you first meet him, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy in this entire thing. Like, he's the one murdering all the uh, all the hosts. But then it turns out, like, when... I forgot who asked him, but, like, basically his whole deal was I want the host to gain consciousness so that they don't have to be uh, slaves anymore. Yeah, so they can they can kind of escape. Yeah, they can, like, you know, people, you know, kill them and have, like, rape them all day long, like, all day, every day. I want them to be able to fight back. Yeah. And so so it, that, in a way, like, yeah, in a way that he's they almost kind of the, a good guy. They you almost know? have the same well, end game, him and Robert Ford. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Robert knows the maze and, and all the the inner workings, and William basically has to go and discover it for himself. But yeah. he's also a tragic character in that after he loses Dolores, he goes insane, and he, he just immediately turns to this dark character. A black hat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Literally a black yeah. hat. Um, and so th- when he returns to the park, or returns to Sweetwater that one day, and he sees Dolores... They're yeah. back in her loop. Yeah. And uh, the guy walks up and hands her the can back, and he just, you see him put that hat on. Yeah. It's it's like, like that was full, like a that was like, transformation. You could see his soul just like yeah. leaving his body. You don't, like, even fuck need it. To, you don't even need to understand <laughs> what happens the next 30 years to know. Like, you can see he's completely broken. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever was left of the old William disappeared at that point, right. and he just became the man in black. But. He also became like the company that Logan's family ran was uh, uh, Delos, yeah. the company that owned the park, and yeah. which you later find out. And so, um, so he basically <clears throat> maybe broken's not the right word for it. He just he became a man it. of he vision. Unlocked, yeah, he unlocked a new part of himself, but at the same time he evolved. Yeah, but at the same time, like Pikachu to Raichu. <laughs> yeah, he, he he became like Eevee evolving into Umbreon or some shit. But but that's also a parallel For to the Pokemon. <laughs> but that's also a parallel to the host itself. If you look at if you look at William evolving, like he's becoming kind of a newer version of himself, just like the hosts were becoming more sentient. They were evolving to the next level in sure sentience. because when yeah. because when they start out, uh, he's being pushed around by Logan. By Logan, he's basically a pushover. He there's nothing particularly remarkable about him or his character he comes into his own here in the park basically discovering who he is mm-hmm. and we learn that it's he's a murderous yeah, he becomes an asshole dickhead basically so, <laughs> yeah. it, it, but it also goes back to like the reason he's doing it is to try and have all the hosts like gain consciousness and freedom from like or, their or loops even or just whatever. trying to find out what that means. Yeah, like, exactly. What that is. Like having them find their own mazes or I mean, what. Do, do you think that part of that? I mean, I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious, but I think the reason <clears> why he <throat> keeps searching for that is because 
remember that one scene where he finds out that Dolores does like doesn't remember him at all, mm-hmm. you know, and then he just and he keeps coming back, and you see him through time, just kind of noticing that happen, and so I think that was kind of the hey, that was kind of the trigger that spawned that whole thing. But I think part of it is because he has that attachment to her because he, they had those that adventure together, mm-hmm. and he, that's him trying to maybe reach out to get like, totally to get is, her yeah. get back that that those moments and stuff like that. I mean, at the end, I think at the end he kind of realized it was all for naught and stuff like that because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they're just machines and shit like that and it couldn't change. And I think that was why he's trying to get to the center of the maze, but that was kind of fucked. Actually, that was kind of funny, too. You yeah. find out that all that work for, like, 30 years was for fucking nothing, dude. Like, it was for an <laughs> actual <laughs> child's toy. But, it was a symbol. I, but that, is that's, it? A, that's funny to me. That's hilarious, you know? But the thing is, yeah. you see the first actual like autonomous decision made by one of the hosts isn't from Dolores. It's actually from Maeve. Yeah. Maeve is actually programmed to get on the train and go back to the like human world when she's on the train and she sees like the mother with the child and she takes that out of her purse where she sees the location of the girl of the host girl who was previously programmed to be her daughter. Um, it was, I actually did some reading about it and interesting fact when she makes the decision to get off the train yeah. and go back to Westworld, she went against her programming. And really? At the same time, because the whole time I was thinking, oh, it's part of her programming no, to go look for her daughter. To leave. Ah. And who knows? Go on a murderous rampage, or or who knows what? But uh, when she makes that decision, the camera switches from a like fixed like. Panavision camera, it goes to a handicam. It's handheld. So it brings so, you in more personal with the subject. Yeah. You know? So it's shaky. It's, it's yeah. like. It's so, meant to be your in her view now. Right. See, so I think. I think. Uh, Dolores did gain consciousness, but you still have. I don't think she was the first to make uh, a decision for herself. I think. I think Maeve did. Yeah, I think all the editing they did to her program finally got to the point where she took control. Yeah, but it's it's real interesting to see how they played that out to the point where <laughs> she didn't have full control until that last couple minutes of that episode. Yeah. Do you think that was on purpose, perhaps? Because I mean, here's another thought that comes to mind with that whole thing right there is that Dolores was the one that a lot of people focused on because she was like the oldest one, right? Mm-hmm. She's been there the longest most attention was on her and stuff like that. So do you think that if she was the first one, that would be just too obvious for Robert? And then they, that's when they would start suspecting something was up and then it would have oh, kind of possibly. foiled his plan. Whereas with Maeve, she's kind of lesser known. I mean, yeah, she's an older character, but like she's lesser known and less people would pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's how I, I think. And part of that might be signal because like when she was getting brought down to the, the butchers or whatever, you yeah. know, like she got like a couple of random people and they kept it quiet for so long and stuff th- like that. And they got away almost actually they did get away with it. Yeah. So. I think you're right. I think, I think that, uh, it was definitely intentional because at the <coughs> same time when Maeve is on the train about to leave is when the whole, yeah, like big press conference is going on. And instead the focus is on Teddy mm-hmm. and Dolores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Maeve is basically escaping. And it's a big, to a kind of a big misdirection. Of and sense. all the board of directors and all the higher ups at Westworld, they're all at this meeting. Yeah. So they w- So she's basically leaving unnoticed. Yeah, which in theory so, would yeah, probably definitely. would probably redirect security and all that to that side of it, which would make yeah. less security down. 
Yeah, it's really Which, really as, intricate of that of that exit. As we find out, uh, is wholly ineffective because what happens at the press conference? Oh yeah, with all the all the I don't know the defunct. I guess you would call them like the the horde basically comes in with all the. That's oh, the, that's the all the decommissioned uh, hosts yeah, they that start, were in cold storage. They all start getting all crazy. They all start coming at them. Yeah. Should, uh, shoot the all ghostly, too, all out of the forest yeah. and everything. That was crazy. Actually, see, I didn't I didn't know that. Like, I knew, I, I like, I had my thoughts about the different timelines and shit like that, but, like, man, I didn't see that coming, like, yeah. coming out of nowhere. And just yeah. Like, well, aren't they all, like, dressed like Wyatt's, like, cult? Uh, no. Oh, no. Some of them were still naked. Some of them had found rags to put on. Okay. It's basically whatever it they could find. It was hard for me to tell at the end, like if they yeah. were, it, just because it was so dark. Yeah, but because some of them look like they've been living in the forest for. God knows yeah, long. but yeah. I mean, from my memory, it looked like they just found whatever was what they could on their way to the location. Yeah, yeah. And then you see William get shot. Yeah. In the arm, it takes out a chunk of his arm, and he and he's he's shocked. like he's impressed. He's impressed. He's and like, he oh wow, because. It, not only that, it's the first time he's felt anything exactly in the longest time. And wasn't then, that a big thing for him? Is for them to like he was looking yeah, for his them whole, to be able to hurt somebody or yeah. Be able his to, whole thing was he wanted to give the host freedom. Well, because he had whatever felt they wanted. Since his wife died. Yeah, yeah. And his daughter hates him, and yeah. so he retreated back into Westworld, which he felt was more real than the real world was. Yeah. Until you got to the point where the host couldn't fight back, and so when they finally could. And he, he's like, he felt that. That I, was the first thing. I you think could, for him, that was like the new level to the game that he was looking yeah. for. That and like after he fought like with that Jim was Carrey so maze. badly in, uh, yeah, 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 he saw the maze. Or yeah, he got there. that and he kind of deserved it after fucking with Jim Carrey so badly in the Truman Show. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what was his name in that movie? It was like uh, something I don't know, French, but he was right? like he was the director. Uh, if I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh, that's right. He was. <laughs> yes. Cr- I love that. Which movie. is a great movie if you haven't yes. seen it. It's, yeah. it's very 90s, but it, it's also the same. If you like Westworld, oddly enough, that I think that movie has. Yeah, it's very, there's a lot of parallels. It's an existentialist it. yeah. film. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a comedy, but yeah. it's also very. It's a look into your yeah. own soul. Yeah, it's, Actually, it's a very introspective. Really think about it. That, that show is like, or that movie is a lot like the mm-hmm. show. Like, a lot of parallels. Everybody's there. on loops. And it's a constru- real people on loops, too. That's the funny thing. It's or a constructed reality. Oh. Yeah. Maybe Ed Harris just deals. Uh, he just loves all the realities. Works. <laughs> he only deals in. <laughs> I mean, okay. in fake real. That's all he deals with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, real. so guys, uh, to wrap this up, I want wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk about one of the coolest things that happened in the season finale. The when they showed fucking Shogun World. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was. I was that getting, was fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> oh man. Because like, if anybody uh, saw the uh, the old Westworld movie, yeah. there's, there's not just worlds, Westworld. Yeah. There's like all sorts of different yeah, worlds. Yeah. There's like medieval world yeah, and Roman all, world. All West- called Delos or Delios or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, in, in so. the original movie, the the theme park is called Delos, and then the and then it's split up into yeah. Westworld and medieval, medieval world and all this. Stuff. Yeah, and so anyone who I haven't seen the movie, so I think yeah, I thought it was it's like really 12. good. You should watch it. If you guys <sighs> so anyone it, who's seen the movie like knows that there are different worlds. Yeah, 
But then in the TV show Westworld, all you ever see is Westworld. And then finally, in the the last episode, they're running through the the whole facility this trying to SW. escape. Yeah, and then they Samurai one the, World. The elevator opens, and then you, instead of the the standard WW logo for Westworld, you see an SW. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And you just see samurais going at it with see, swords uh, and, and shit. And that totally changes the perspective. Like, how many other worlds are there out there you know exactly like, well yeah you saw how big that facility was like you could see like so when yeah they there's levels the upon levels yeah, you see the, the, when they were crossing the bridge or whatever and you could see just like fucking like just endless. yeah when that when that host that chick with the snake tattoo on yeah. her yeah. body yeah. she like looks down the bridge and just like an endless <sighs> fucking drop it actually makes you wonder too with that like a how big this place is because you know they, you saw the ocean by the beach but is that all fake is it like the Truman show where it's like this giant dome yeah. and yeah. the outside world is like the rest Ooh. of it like you know is it is it all in tattered like a it's like a like a post-apocalyptic type of world or something like that you know? I've heard there's one theory that I've uh, read online they might not even be on earth what? oh shit yeah <laughs> they might either be on another planet or on a gigantic spaceship because that when would you, change some yeah, stuff. Yeah, because when you really think about it, all the, the Las uh, Vegas Strip. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when it costs like forty thousand dollars a day to be there, you're yeah. paying. You know, you're paying for anti gravity and shit, or you know, like yeah, artificial gravity and shit. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, um, what was I gonna say? You fucking took me off my fucking <laughs> sorry train of thought. Um, but yeah, um, like all the uh, all the workers, all the people that work for Westworld or. Del, uh, Delos, Delos, Delos. Um, yeah, they talk about like, oh, um, you know, I'm on a three week uh, shift right now or something. Yeah. So, like, Super. is it just because that it's a huge place and you, and it's remote, so you have to like take a train or plane to and from work, or is it that you're in space and you need to fucking take a space shuttle back to Earth? Back to Earth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a that's a thought. Um, here's another quick, interesting little tidbit about the show Delos. Uh, after Delos Company, Delos, Delos, they like come and me kill some hosts. <laughs> nice, nicely played. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Delos, way to save that one. I, I, was, I was troubled. Like, okay, what could I do? Um, so in Greek mythology, Delos is actually the island where Artemis and Aramis were born. Artemis and Apollo. I'm sorry. What so about the, Porthos and Aramis. I love that book. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> so it, it's interesting that two of the two of the I would say secondary gods were born on the like kind of symbolic to what Westworld stands for. You know, like creating gods out of yeah. man and this whole. I just thought that was really so. Interesting. Are Arnold and Robert? Oh, Zeus are they the gods Poseidon? among men? Ooh. I mean, he, did, he well, yeah. did make the reference yeah. that he was Robert is that he was a god of yeah. industry. Here's, he a, did here's, use another, that phrase. here's another thought too: Is Arnold? Or, I'm sorry, are Arnold and uh, and Robert? Did they create like the Shogun? Did they create all the worlds there? I would there, imagine. You know, well, here because I would you, imagine you, it you started find, with. I mean, you find that they're yeah, it probably started with Westworld, and yeah, then you bring like say, a company like Dalos in. They're like, well, we can expand to this and this, and they're just using the basic well, yeah, I was post say, structure to not, be able to co- not, you know move it's not it. a bad thought because if you think about it, William like his comp he ended up buying like Robert's company, or he's like the majority shareholder or something like yeah. that. And so, and you see all these sh- these people that are trying to like you know, kick Robert out, coming coming in and out of the whole mm-hmm. place. So, I mean, they may have, yeah, expanded upon it and added more worlds and stuff like that to make more money. But, man, that's crazy, though. Yeah, that you was know? that was a big twist at the end. 
And that was that was kind of cool to, to tie it back into the original movies and Michael Crichton's original plan on it that like it's not just one, it's yeah. many, and that right. was really cool. It's good. So. Can't wait till we find Jurassic World. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you see Chris Pratt just come out of nowhere. Just like, oh, I'm in the show It's though. a big tie-in to everything. Like we talked about one of the first podcasts, uh, Michael Crichton really likes to talk about technology that goes fucking wrong. Yeah. He writes specifically <laughs> theme parks that go wrong. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Timeline was a good that? movie. We did, yeah, we, we did, did we talk talked, about that. We talked about, uh, we talked about like, the movie oh, Timeline. I love tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park, yeah. I, I, will, uh, I will say, despite that Jurassic World joke, I did not like that movie. Really? You didn't like Jurassic World? Mm-mm. Why right. not? It was all right. Everything but, was tinted I mean, blue for some reason. Uh, you can tell it wasn't filmed that way. Uh, I don't know. It just the characters seem wooden to me. I mean, they did the best with what they could. The actors, because you had a lot of great actors in the movie. Yeah, I just don't think it was executed well. And then there's like loose know, ends dude. that they don't tie up. Like what? Like they just casually mentioned, like the two kids, like uh, the they're stuck in like the bubble right. with Jimmy Fallon or whatever. <laughs> We're stuck in a bubble with Jimmy Fallon. The worst nightmare. Uh, and <laughs> that's for the horror nights. Yeah. Yeah. Put you in a bubble with Jimmy Fallon. You guys, want to hear some jokes? His ah! jokes are terrible. He keeps laughing at his own jokes. Um, uh, there's like mom and dad are getting a divorce. Like it's like such a. It's a Whoa. thing they never touch on again. It's like in the movie The Room when, uh, for those of you that have seen that awful yet such great movie. Fantastically awful. The, fantastically awful. There's a scene where the female lead's mother is speaking <laughs> to the female lead and basically says, I just spoke to my doctor. I definitely have breast cancer. And neither <laughs> of them react to it like it's like it's, it's like, even like breast there's cancer. no emotional impact whatsoever and it's never addressed again. Yeah. I got the same vibe from Jurassic Park um, or Jurassic World. I'm just like, God damn it, you just Tommy was sewed me. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's as bad. Like with that whole like, it's just dad getting divorced. The best thing. part of the movie was when they find the old. Uh, when they find oh, yeah, the old Jurassic Park yeah. center yeah. and yeah. they steal cool. the old Jeep. And then I realize I'm like, this is, oh God, it's just a nostalgia movie. That's all it is. That's the Remember? only. Oh, yeah. Because Remember like, the T Rex? Yeah, the fucking T Rex is like the hero at the end. Like, I, I think Jimmy Buffett might have been the best part of that movie running oh, away with yeah. his margaritas. Oh, got my margaritas. Running away from his own restaurant. <laughs> Was that really Jimmy Buffett? That, that was, was really Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Was, wait, wait, was he the guy that Are grabbed the margarita before yeah. he left? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, in front of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Oh my god, really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that I blows didn't my that. mind because, but, like, I always notice that guy in the movie whenever I see it. I'm like, look at this guy, fucking like, oh, there's dinosaurs attacking everybody, and people are dying, but I'm gonna grab these margaritas first. <laughs> I like how that was the most exciting moment of of this as, of this episode. Can you call the episode Margaritaville? Yes, <laughs> I'll be disappointed if you don't. <laughs> Done. Wasting away in uh, West Margaritaville. West Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah. South Central Margaritaville. South Central Margaritaville. So, guys, what Margarita did we learn from this world. podcast? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to ask one question. Oh, that's weird. That's how my friends end their podcast, too. Oh, that's creepy. We're not going to do that anymore. That's <laughs> right. South Park did it first. Who is your favorite host in Westworld? Ooh. Thand and Newton. Yeah? I think it's You're going is with it me. Thandy or Tandy? No, it's, it's Thandy. Th. I've heard it pronounced. I've heard it both Fandy, like as in like like thick. Thomas Edison. <laughs> yeah, Thomas. Like, I mean, I, I would imagine. I've always pictured it as Tandy. Yeah, that's what I thought, but but that's only until I heard it spoken out loud. Because up until then, or is it just like a soft H where he's like Tandy Newton? Tandy. 
Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. <laughs> no, um, that was. I, I just wanted to say her name. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say my favorite host is probably Teddy, just because he gets shot so fucking much. He, he's the one that gets the abuse. He's the lovable the loser. Yeah. <laughs> You relate to him so much, and his love interest is somebody who, in real life, their name's Evan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rachel Evan Wood, nice. Hey, she can keep it. She does, <laughs> she does a better justice than I do. What about you guys? What do you think? Um, Favorite host? Question. Bernard. Yeah. You going with Bernard? I'm, I'm feeling Bernard. the burn. <laughs> feeling the burn. <laughs> do you say the same thing? I would love to say the same thing. Okay. Uh, if only America <laughs> felt the burn. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, Bernard is definitely one of the more developed characters, I think, so of the show. Yeah, I, I think I like think to an extent he's kind of the main character of the show. It's like he's kind of, well, he's kind of the yeah. he's kind of the guy you follow the entire time. Like, and I think his twists are the most shocking. Kind of, yeah, I think so, and it's I think it's kind of interesting because I'm I'd be curious to figure out how Robert kept him so much far more intelligent and sentient than the rest of the hosts and stuff like that too. I mean, like I know he was trying to get them to the whole conscious point and stuff like that, but Bernard, I mean, we, I mean, we all, every, some people had like their, their ideas about what he would ultimately be. Like he was going to be a host. So my, cause my dad was yeah. calling that too, saying he was going to be a host, but like, it's just crazy how, how more, far but did the ho were the hosts able to recognize what he was? Because in were. that last episode, um, Maeve is able yeah. to, she was able cause to, she's tell, telling Felix, yeah, I love, by the way, that the surgeons' names are Felix and Sylvester. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's but okay, about those two, why are they letting Maeve push him around? Because Maeve, uh, if you look at it just for sheer will, she's stronger than them. They were both kind of very submissive people, anyway. Hence yeah. the reason why they were working where they were, you know. Well, and so they just she could kind of push him around because Felix is a I pushover, yeah, so that, and but Sylvester, Sylvester is obviously all bark and no bite. Yeah, yeah, but like, how hard He's is it? He's just an asshole. How hard is it, though? Like, you are being threatened by like a, a malfunctioning host, right? Mm -hmm. How hard is it to just talk to security when you're not around Maeve and be like, "Hey, there's this fucking host. She's fucking out of control. You might want to fucking take her and out." And it is interesting. It is interesting how th there are no security cameras that catch them. Yes. Fixing Maeve, but they have plenty of footage of the one creepy dude that fucking, creepy the, dude fucking the, hosts the hosts when they're, yes. they're out, of, uh, out of commission. But, you know, props to them for not limiting it to, like, him just raping fucking female hosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he he was, kept it weird. Yeah, he, sure was, he, he kept was, it weird. He was a yeah, true creep. <laughs> Hec Hector Escaton got his fair yeah. share. Actually, no. Hector uh, woke was, up halfway through that. Yeah. yeah. And he got his revenge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So... I think we I think we got through a lot of stuff today. Yep. Uh, Evan, thank you for coming. Really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, we will see you December twenty sixth as always. I will. Uh, you might see a special guest at that show. It might be me. Oh. Okay. I might be. I might be at the show. It maybe. Might be maybe. His baby. It might be my baby. No. 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 <laughs> no. Don't you say that. No. She'd be like twenty seven weeks at that point. That's way too early. Don't say that. <laughs> and he's already a better um, trombone player than Westworld you. season finale was this last week. It was absolutely fantastic. We do suggest you check it out from uh, everybody here at Talking Stupid and guests. Oh. Mm, doesn't look like anything to me. So the end of this week, who's watching Rogue One? Oh, oh I got I'll my tickets there. today. I got my oh, tickets. Yeah. I'll be there. Probably nice. on Saturday, but I'll be there. Loser. Yeah, Just kidding. <laughs> 
We're gonna I spoil got mine Thursday you. night. Oh. Darth Vader comes back. Oh God, no! <laughs> Um, it's I, actually all a Westworld world. <laughs> oh, sh- it's Star World. <laughs> Star Rogue World, world One. Star World. Yes. Rogue no, one. Star World. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, do check us out on iTunes as well as uh, on our face on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com/stupidflandersband. You can also check us out on www.stupid-flanders.com, which is our website. has all the information for all shows, all new podcasts, and any little interesting bits of information you'd like to hear about us. Again, thank you for listening. We'll listen to you another. We'll see you again in another episode of Talking Stupid. Bye, guys. Deuces. Stay stupid. This has been a Stupid Flanders production.